Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. Kim Kardashian's gonna go see Bobby Oppenheimer first. Okay. I thought that would make you laugh. Mm. Did not. Today we're talking about a film (laughs) which is included included among the American Film Institute's 2000 list of the 500 movies nominated for the top 100 funniest American movies. I was hoping, I was really hoping that you would. My favorite, my favorite um, IMDb trivia from this film. It's one of our favorite um, genres of... Trivia? Yeah, hold on. I keep wanting to call it an unbelievable truth. But it's the unbelievable truth, right? The, yeah. Okay. An inconvenient right. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what. Unbelievable. Um, all right. Follow us on Instagram. At the the beginning of the movie and throughout, people think Josh is a priest. Robert John Burke, who plays Josh, later played a priest on Rescue. (laughs) Probably the only time in his career where he... Probably the only reason to watch any part of that show was him (laughs) playing a priest. I don't know. It's got Dennis Leary. Ugh, God, exactly. Imagine. Imagine. (laughs) Really, really just... Like, what were the early aughts? There were so many... What were the 90s when he was... In the 80s when he was doing stand-up? Yeah, but stand-up is like a choice you don't have to make. You know what I mean? No. Like, you don't don't have to see commercials for stand-up. You don't have to see... You can just... Stand-up exists and you can choose not to go to it. You don't don't have to be reminded about it. Look, I don't even own a microphone in front of a brick wall. (laughs) Um... God, this movie was so good. 
You're lying. It was so good. I was very... It has a lot in common with trust. It does, yes. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it, it's very similar to... That's, that's not a... No, that's not. No, 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 that's not. But it's, but I mean, like in a good way, like it has all the like funny, you know, it's a, it's Hal Hartley. Right. It's basically. You can see that a lot of things that were a lot, well, maybe not a lot, but that are sharper. Yeah. In trust. Yeah. He tried in this movie and they still work. I don't feel like it's a clumsy film at all. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's really. But when you think about it, like this is one thing that the, that, um. I, I can't remember the person, but like, who did a video that I shared with you mm-hmm. about yeah, trust. trust. One thing that they mentioned that I was like, right, that's one thing. But it's, it's so tight in that how the scenes connect and the interconnections of yeah. all the characters. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that always stood out and was amazing and hilarious to me is the scene when. Matthew enters the bar oh and he just punches a guy in the stomach. Like it's never it, not so funny. And I think Every you see time it before I watch, you know yeah. who everyone is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so you have to and then later you the guy with the his eyes covered, you know. And Peg is there hitting on him. God, it's so fun. That's one of my favorite. Shut up, put this on. <laughs> It's so fucking good. I think, like, one of the things that I really appreciate about, like, what Hal Hartley does is that he'll make a movie that... I don't consider this a comedy. Right. But it's a com... But it is. It's basically a rom-com. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so... Like, there's so much heaviness. Yeah. Yeah, There's so much heaviness. And so they'll have, like... like This this is literally (sighs) about a guy trying to, like, reintegrate his life like a reintegrate into life after going to prison for killing his girlfriend and her father like <laughs> and like you know the and it and it's so fucking funny like i was laughing yeah. so fucking much mm-hmm. <laughs> when when fucking oh god what's his name <laughs> the boyfriend oh god was <laughs> emmett emmett when the dad finds it, because she dumps Emmett <laughs> at the beginning, and <laughs> that whole scene. God, there's this is like this movie's dense as fuck. This is a dense movie because yeah. there's so everything. I'm like, oh my god, how are we gonna reference every fucking? No, I know, funny? and that's the thing about his dialogue is it's like, oh my god, <laughs> there's nothing's thrown away. No, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. But like when, <laughs> and I think that I can see that being hard for some people because for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dialogue is not what you would call natural. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? No. In that, yeah. like, it's very heavy-handed. It's yeah, it's a lot of. But there's so much humor in it. So much, and it's it's and he really does pick people who are perfect for these yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like, but when when she's breaking up, when her like Emma's having this conversation with her, and she's having a conversation with him, and oh yeah, neither no, one of two them different. are. It's not talking. dialogue. Like it's neither just, one of them are here. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It's but then things. she dumps him, and he's standing in the same spot, and his dad, her dad, comes and sees him like later and he's like what what the fuck is wrong with you and he's like she dumped me and he's like okay get over it like what the fuck ever and yeah. he was like she probably dumped me for a guy with a bigger cock and he's like why the fuck would you say that to her father like she's in love with somebody else 
Come on, ease up. She's going through a phase. She's a girl, Emmett. You know how girls are. She's sleeping with some guy who's got a bigger cock. I know it. That's my fucking daughter you're talking about, asshole! But she's a girl. You said so yourself. There's a difference between a girl and a slut. All girls are sluts. Have you and Audrey been having sex? Of course we have. And then the thing of him just starting fights with <laughs> any dude that everyone. he thinks. I mean, clearly you have the scene at the party where, the, like, they looked at her maybe, but, yeah. like... Yeah. He doesn't need any pretense for Oh, it. God, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> and just that he's like, when he's like. <laughs> so good. When she gets picked up by the photographer guy in his yeah. Corvette, and then there's a dude just walking by in a <laughs> lumberjack flannel. Oh, <laughs> and then God. you see him jumping at him. He like fully has to jump <laughs> off the ground to push him. And the fights are always just shoving fights. They never escalate. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so fucking <laughs> no, good. No, no fists are thrown. <laughs> She's like, you stink. Like, have you showered? Like, he's just wearing the, the, the same, same outfit yeah. and so much of it. Oh god, it's so funny. So fucking funny. It costs one hundred fifty dollars. Congrats. <laughs> god, there's so much. It made me. It really makes me want to rewatch Trust, though. Yeah, like everything right? does. Right? Yeah. A Martin Donovan film that's really good. <laughs> it's so oh my Twist god, my nuts. right? It's so fucking. I really love what I mean. You know, of course, it's a little more, I guess, on the nose or on the head or mm-hmm. in the foregrounded. Yeah. In more obvious ways, in trust. Yeah. But I just love what he does with masculinity. Oh my god, for sure. Yeah. And there's so much, like, I don't know, I was watching this and I was just like, there's so much about this that like, I appreciate as movies go. Like I, I'm, I fucking hate how so much, he just doesn't do like anything that, um, uh, like, like a Hollywood movie would do. Like they're literally like, how come you killed her dad you know like they're just having a conversation with him about it i'm like this is so fucking refresh like no one's right. there's no like hiding <laughs> shit they're not fucking lying to each other they're not like you know it's the only reason like she's not like pursuing him is because she promised her dad that she wouldn't see him if he yeah. didn't fire the guy so it's like and and so but like it's not done in a way, like, she's not just, like, it's not just them, you know, constantly. I mean, they do miscommunicate a lot, which is also funny. But, like, yeah, it's not, you know, them, like, lying to each other, like, trying to impress each other. It's literally, yeah. like, choices are... There's just so much to this movie. And, I like, I was, like, really, really... uh enthralled like very yeah. enthralled nice watching it and like because like you said like there's no there's no real downtime yeah. in the movie there's yeah. no like every little moment means something and you're watching and you know you don't have like a scene where like man and it's all like it feels over the top but like in such a fun exciting way and not in right. a way that's like because i think a, an issue i have with well, not an issue. Something that I don't enjoy about David Lynch movies is that his stuff uh-huh. is so over the top right. that there's almost no humanness in it. And right. there's it's right. it's it done. It feels like there's nothing it, to relate to. Right. And it feels like it's done purposely to make you feel like it's over the top, which is like 
yeah. defeating the purpose of doing something extravagant. You know, it's like if you, it just, it all feels like it's supposed to be weird. Not yeah. that, but like, I don't, I don't, it just feels like, it, it feels like he's trying too hard to be weird, I think is what it is. Like, right. it's not, it's not like, oh, I want this to be well, weird. You know, it's, it's like, always... I, I need this to be weird, so I'm going to make the choice that's the weirdest and not what's organic for any of these characters or what seems, you know, what makes sense. I'm just going to do something because it's weird, not I'm going to do something because it makes sense to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But like with, with, like Hal Hartley, there's such a subtleness in how he films things. Yeah. So when something is over the top, it feels almost extra human. Hmm. Because. More human than human? Yeah. No, it, it feels like more <laughs> human because it's seen as like a a genuine like because it's stripped away because there's it's bare bones because it's a very uh-huh. independent thing because there's not tons of lighting and structures you're just left with the person them like overacting or doing something like a little bit over the top you know that's it's in that moment the character is yeah. doing that right you know and and it's it's so oh, different. It's starting to smell Brechtian <laughs> in here. It's so over the like. It's so like well done. Like his stuff is just like like nothing I ever saw. I mean, you know, I've talked about Henry Fool. I I haven't seen Henry Fool in like probably close to twenty years. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. I saw it when it, I saw it when it was new. So right, yeah. I mean, it came out ninety seven. Ninety seven. Um, and I saw it, I think in the early aughts, like I, like I said, I think Mm -hmm. in the, uh, the teaser for the, Uh, either I said in the teaser or the lobby that, um, you know, I saw trust and no such thing and, uh, uh, Henry full around the same time. Okay. Uh So that was my introduction to how Hartley were like those three films specifically. Um, and the way Henry Fool, like it was so, it was like a ridiculous movie. Like it's, I don't think it's even my favorite movie of his, but it, it was a movie like nothing else that I'd seen. It's in, I'm pretty sure it's in black and white. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Well, at least the version I saw of it. I'm pretty sure it was black and white. That's how I, that's always how I've remembered it. And that was like another thing that felt like very strange to me about it was Uh that it was black and white and it was not try, you know, and it had fucking Parker Posey's in it, right. of course, because I absolutely love her. But it was such a, you know, it had that thing where everyone's talking in ways that are like not necessarily how someone would talk in a conversation, but it's in a way that gets the point. Of, like they're having, it. Yeah. it does something like it's all so fucking intentional. Like every yeah. part of it is so fucking intentional. And and something that I I I mean I, that's the magic of him is mm-hmm. doing all those things, all the stuff you're talking about, but it not feeling like you're aware of it, but yeah. not in the way of like you're <sighs> It doesn't take you out of it. Yeah. Like and this was something this is something that Henry Fool does that um that this movie does as well. And it's something that I think is such an, it's such a powerful sort of trick to do, especially in like 
visual media where like in Henry Fool, he writes and he puts his writing up places and it it's so morally offensive to people. Like right. it's so, it, but they're never, you never, you never read see what, it what is, yeah. he's written. You yeah, never yeah. hear what he's written. And the same thing is done with her modeling. There, everyone's looking at it. Everyone's oh, yeah. viewing it. You uh-huh. never see a single right. thing. They just open things up and they're like, look at her. Do you see? But you never actually see the photos, what she looks like, what she's wearing. You never see any of it. Yeah, classic. And... And so you're left with this. They're like, she's so good. She's doing such a good job. But like, you literally never see any of it. (laughs) She's got nothing on. Not in this one either. Well, I think it's an ad for jewelry, I think. She's absolutely naked. You don't see much. You see enough. (laughs) And then she's like, they paid me almost $1,000 for my foot. And I just, I, yeah, there's so much in the, oh God, there's so much to this fucking movie. And it's so like all the deals that she makes with her dad are so every single time. It's so funny. Yeah. I remember that annoying me that maybe a a previous, on previous watch through. And I don't know why, just that like, why are we doing this? Yeah. It was so, like, just how ridiculous, how they go back and forth so, like, it's just, like, immediately, like, he'll be like, you need to go to college. And then it, they just start, like, going back and forth yeah. about it. again. And it, But it's not, it's like, they're not fighting. They're literally just, like, I'll do it if you do this. Well, I'll do that if you do this, too. Okay, but only if this is, a, you know, and it's yeah. just, like, this back and forth. And neither of them really, like, fully... Like it here. I mean, like her dad ends up giving to that charity, which I love. Oh my god, I love that he calls <laughs> it like a leftist commie charity. <laughs> Every time it's some different string of yeah. adjectives that are so hilarious. Good. I love it. Um, this reminds me. I happened upon a tweet that mentioned Martin Donovan. <laughs> happened. <laughs> Keep an eye out for this hashtag. <laughs> No, but it was, it was like, this was like hilarious to me because I'm like, I honestly don't know what this is referencing okay. other than, you know, the fact that he's not a piece of shit or something. I don't know. But someone said, I used to be a big fan of Martin Donovan. Like it was like in a, res- in response to like a, tr- like a tweet about trust or something, or I don't know. The film? Yeah. Like. Not <laughs> <laughs> the concept. Yeah. A tweet about trust or like some. Or Hal Hartley movies or something like that. Like, it was, I think it was, like, someone responding to, okay. like, them posting about, like, a Hal Hartley movie he was in, which might have been specifically Trust. Okay. That was... <laughs> I used to be a big fan of Martin Donovan until he, like, started... Oh, I wish I could remember the... I should have screenshot it. I should have screenshot it. But they were, like, I used to be a big fan of Martin Donovan until he, like, started... He, like, took the the he like got infected with the woke mind virus and he's like a total lefty, like, you know, uh, like, yeah, they were just like shitting on his leftist politics. And I'm like, that's hilarious. I'm like, that is hilarious. Cause like, I do think that he's more, um, like anything I've seen of him talking about any sort of like political thing, he does seem to lean more left than anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shocker. But like I like I've never seen him take any. I mean, granted, I don't know everything he's fucking ever done or whatever. No. But like I've never seen him like 
take on any sort of like political discussion to any degree. Like I remember when there was like Occupy Wall Street, I saw like a clip that he went to Occupy Wall Street oh. because he said that it was a important moment in history. And that he was everyone like, has forgotten would, about it. He was like, why wouldn't I want to be here? He's yeah. like, this is an right. extremely important thing. Of course I'm going to support it. Um, but like, I'm like, is that what they're talking about? Like, I mean, that was so long ago. That was like not, that was like way before like the woke mind virus ever came into. Well, it's been around. It really? How long? A year? Since uh, panspermia. Years? What? Panspermia. What's that mean? You know, like from X-Files. It, oh. Life on Earth came from extraterrestrial I sources. See, I see, I see. Yeah. But anyway, I just The black oil is. Yeah. The right. woke mind okay. virus, basically. Oh, I see. I got you. That makes so much sense. Right. <laughs> or, you know, whatever the alien is in the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that just, that was something that I thought was really funny. That, that is very funny. I used to be, I used to be a fan till. <laughs> That's how I feel about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Remember how right-wingers thought she was on their team until she said, like. I know vote for this person in Tennessee or whatever happened. Well, I think that's why she made, I, I don't know that that, I don't know that I'm right about this, but she, they thought she was like, Oh, they think that I am. She was like, I gotta say something yeah, opposite hopefully. of that. Um, I saw a clip of her, like her people being like, you can't say anything. And she was like, why can't I say anything? I don't want to support like, yeah, she's like, why would that be a bad move for me to be like, I hate, this person <laughs> she's like i don't understand but whatever yeah um hartley yeah oh man i don't know i was thinking about this because i looked up the person that played pearl because she looked so familiar yeah she was in an episode of law and order svu of course in the like in the i think in you know way back when it was first on but, which is probably why she looked so familiar to me, because I'm like, oh, I feel like I've seen her in something recently. <laughs> um, but I'm like, so many people from I mean, it's, Hal Hartley movies have been in Law and Order SVU, specifically Hal Hartley movies. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's as you said, with the, like, the Broadway pipeline, it's yeah. just because it's New York. Exactly, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but I'm like, that's so interesting that, like... That specific thing. It's wild to me that, like, besides uh, Robert John Burke or whatever his name mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah, who's not even that. Like, you could say that his name to. Like, people have probably seen him in something for sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But probably don't know his name. Yeah, yeah. Edie Falco, however, right, the biggest name to come out of <laughs> to start right? in Hal Hartley. Movies. I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like wild to see her. In the like with brown hair and like brown curly hair, I, and, she'll like, always be pegged to me. Yeah, God, oh, so good. <laughs> Why are you wandering down the gym? Mom? <laughs> and it's basically the same character in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like oh my god, <laughs> but like the oh god, fuck so much about this movie. Like when he like I was like completely miss. It, I don't know. Every time Pearl was near. Josh. Yeah. I was like, are they supposed to be like, are they supposed to like end up together? Because it literally, she just looked like she was like, like, I was like, 
girl, same, but like <laughs> every time she was like in proximity to him, it looked like she was about to like jump his bones. And I was like, Jesus, there's so much sexual tension. But yeah, like she was in it. I think that like one of the like a couple of the guys from the party were in SVU episodes. Yeah. Like, well, the guy who Mark plays Donovan. the photographer has done shit forever. Apparently, yeah. Or since you know, I'm sure consistently. Who did um, I say? He reminds me of Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And uh, you said wh- Greg Daniels. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Greg Proops. Daniel Craig. Oh, okay. Craig Proops. <laughs> Wait, who's that? Oh, <laughs> Papa? Uh, no, uh, who's in Chud? Who's in Chud? He's one of the wet bandits. Oh, yeah, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. None of those words are Greg. <laughs> Greg, Greg Stern. <laughs> um... Jeff Daniel Sternbergen Son Greg's mm, No <laughs> But again Oh man What was I gonna Oh fuck Yeah like When When Pearl passes out When she sees them The first <laughs> yeah. time And he brings her in And like the, This is a thing <laughs> This is a fucking thing That I love uh, like especially about I think Hal Hartley does it so well I don't think he's the only person that does it but like when like a ridiculous thing happens and like people sort of just adapt around it and like it's so funny to me like he brings her in and she's like what happened he's like she passed out and she's like okay and like Pearl wakes up she's like what happened and they're like you passed out and then she's like she's like okay are, she's like are, are you gonna come to work or not like, cause you're late. She didn't like, see that. No. She's like, or yeah, you're late. I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> she's like throws her an apron on her or whatever. I'm like, it's it's just like, yeah. So like, and then when they're all talking about why he went to prison, and they're all just like having a conversation about it, and it's like so funny to me because like. Like every, you're like you said, you see like how everyone is intertwined and how everyone sort of knows each other. I would be terrified. What did he do? He raped and killed Pearl's older sister, and then shot her father, and uh, they never found the mother. He did not. He did so. Him and Pearl's sister had a deal. She wanted to kill her father, but she couldn't do it herself, so she got Josh to do it. Why did she want to kill her father? I don't know. There was probably some sick, incestuous relationship going on, and it was driving her crazy. Oh, gross. Maybe, because she killed herself afterward. The girl killed herself first. The hell do you know about it? Oh, God, in the part at the end when... <laughs> oh, when in the house? She's with... like, everyone's here, Mom. You should just come over. <laughs> Dad's freaking out. After was... everyone shook him. <laughs> so fucking Dad's funny. Dad's really freaking out. <laughs> you should just come over. Everyone's here. <laughs> Let's just everyone go. (laughs) Oh, fuck. It's just, there's so much in this movie. Um, the fucking, yeah, Matt Malloy. Thank you. It's his film debut. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. 
um, the guy, the other dude that he gets into a fight with him at the party. I think, I think that's, or no, 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 that's not it. One of the people that you said, Oh, that guy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I know that narrows it down like Biggs or something. His name was like, hold on. It was his film debut. Bill Sage. Yep. Biggs. Bill Sage, it was his film debut, and he is, I think he was in, um, let's see. Yeah, he's also been in, you know, Hal Hartley movies, but, and in Law and Order, but, uh, hold on. I want to see. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's... Um, he's in trust. He's the guy yeah. at the abortion that's clinic. What I, that's what I was going to check. Yeah. He's in flirt also. Yeah. He's, he's, he's from also this in movie. high art. Oh, he's, he's in this movie called we are what we are. And it's a movie that I really want you to watch because it is a slow burn movie. And woo, it's one of those movies that is like, it's when I first watched it, I was like, Oh my God, this movie, and like who cares? But then like the end happens and I was like, and I wanted to watch again. Anyway, I'm like, he was in it. Like he, like it's insane how many people that have gone on to do like a lot of kind of strange shit. Like <laughs> yeah. have like started out in because I think you know the career, you know the careers of like people like Bill. Say like he's, you know, he's done some interesting things and like Martin Donovan also has done some weird shit right. and Robert John Burke definitely, you know, I think RoboCop three. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like he, and, but to think that they all got started doing movies like this is yeah. like so fucking cool and interesting. And God, did you know that some people, this is a thing that I thought I was going to try to do. And then I realized I was like, I don't know how, why the, whoa. Some people write, I mean, I understand the reason for this, but I feel like for us, it would be so hard to track because of how we talk about things. But in, for podcasts, people will like give timestamps to like the, how the conversation goes. Like this section is talking about this, this section is talking about that, this section is talking. And I'm like. Oh my God, that I understand wanting that if you're looking for like specific information, mm -hmm. but oh my God. No, no I don't you. see how that would be useful for anyone listening <laughs> to like, this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I thought about doing it. Or and us. Like, what? like, yeah, they break it down like very, you know, <gasps> no, thank you. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just don't. I'm trying. Oh. Oh god. Please. I was just gonna say the guy who plays the dad I thought was great. Yeah. He made <laughs> me think of um oh god, I couldn't remember what the the dude from Eat the Rich that kept the guy who we couldn't understand anything that he was saying. Like Oh, 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 Nosh? Nosh, yes. I, I was like, Fitch? 
<laughs> fetch, like something like that. Yeah, nosh. He kept making me, he made me think of nosh, mostly just physically because he has that like weird sort of like mustache and yeah, he looked like he was going to beat everybody up the second he saw them and sometimes tried. Chris Cook. Oh, RIP 2013. Founder of Long Island Film Festival. Oh, wow. And worked uh, for many years as Suffolk County Film Commissioner. Wow. I really want to watch Ned Rifle. I... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, I want to watch the trilogy, which Same. is Henry yeah. Fool, Ned Rifle, and Faye Grimm. Yeah. In Flirt 2? Yeah, according to Floda, yeah. uh, Flirt begins. I introduces the character, I assume, of Henry Fool. I don't know okay, if that's okay, the okay. case, but okay. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I'm 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 down to do that. Yeah, I mean, they're all Henry Fool's the only one that's made in in the nineties, pre yeah, yeah, yeah. in the la- oh, yeah, in the yeah. former the past. I don't know that Henry Fool would warrant a full episode anyway, so maybe we can watch that and do like an unmentionable, and then we can do Fagram and I don't know, whatever. I just really want to watch, I want to watch Ned Rifle because I want to see it. I think, um. Have you seen Fagram? No, I haven't seen Fagram. I want to watch that too because it's Parker Posey, but Ned Rifle has Aubrey Plaza in it. Oh, shit. And Martin Donovan plays a priest. So I really want to watch. <laughs> I really want to watch. <laughs> I just, uh, for no reason. Anyway. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. This is another one where it's like, they're so, like, it's so good. Yeah. I just feel like I'm being like, yeah, this part was good. And yeah, that part was good. Kind of. Like, I mean, like, I mean, with trust, when our episode on trust, we try to grapple with. Yeah. What makes Hell Hartley a uh, fascinating Compelling director yeah. to us. So I don't want to retread all of that again. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, who cares if we do? But really, I think, well. <laughs> well, no, I just mean like, you know, I don't, I think if we even tried to reiterate, it would be different. It would sound different now. That's fair. But uh, I think, I think there's, there's like such a flavor of, like, this is where I, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt. No, no, no. Okay. There's, there's such a, there are times when I, I feel like, and we've talked about this probably, I don't know if, if on podcast we've talked about it, but where I feel like nostalgic, not for a, a period of time I miss, but for a period of time that I missed, that I like wasn't part of. Like I feel like, yes. which is a specific thing that I, you know, it's like nostalgia for something that never happened. I, I can't remember. I'm the sure there's a it, German word for it. No, there is. It's what it's, it's. I, I saw a, a YouTube video about Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. And how it right. makes you sad for nostalgia, but it's not, it's, it's, it's set in the future. So, like, it's a nostalgia for something that never happened, and there's, like, a specific. Yeah. Um, but, whatever. Um, My first f- thinking of this feeling, or being aware that I had this feeling, was in... 1992, I visited some friends who I had met the previous summer while I was at California State Summer School for the Arts. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I had heard of them, but never really listened to them. And they played a lot of these friends, 
played a lot of the Pixies uh-huh. while we were driving around Northern California. Yeah. Um, and it made me nostalgic for, yeah. oh, I missed the time when this was new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like I, I miss, because I did start getting into film when indie films were, were getting a lot of recognition. Yeah. But right before they kind of got phased out into, oh, these indie movies, quote unquote, are so popular so we can just make them ourselves and, you know, whatever. Um, And really, I think things like Sundance and shit like that really helped to phase them Kill out <laughs> as much as, as much yeah. as it's like, it's a way for people to see, you know, indie movies like, being featured at Sundance is like uh, so many movies. Well, get there featured. became a Sundance channel. Exactly. Right. And, but likewise, so many like, you know, like, oh, this movie starring all these really big names from this studio is showing at Sundance. So it's like, okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. Indie movies. Um, but watching these, it like does make me feel like so nostalgic for like, for movies, you know, being, for there being, like, something to sort of lose when you make a movie. So, like, and by saying that, I'll... um. So, I, you referenced the pick of, the pick, the picture of Samuel L. Jackson like holding a gun. Yeah, yeah. That's like and and just like sitting in a chair. And then the whole thing gets CGI'd into something else. So I don't know if you if you actually read about why that is. The reason why it that Well, CG- it's cheaper to CG well, a fucking no, set yes. than it is yes, but, to have but someone for, build a set. For reasons that uh for not the reason you're thinking. Okay. So the reason why they do that is because it's like, it's, um, basically having, it's basically, um, a contingency. So if they're showing, like, that's why a lot of blood spatter is CG nowadays. It's why there's CG of things that you would be like, why would there need Uh to be CG of this? It's so that, they can, when they make a video for basically... Oh, different markets. Yes. They can just edit it out. Um, So it's CG'd so that it can be optimized for essentially anyone. So like whatever Uh the market is, they can change anything within it. So movies are made so that they can make as much money as possible. But like... Some when I say I miss when movies had something to lose, I miss when movies had to get storyboarded because like storyboarding doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, because because of that, like they don't storyboard because there's no point in setting up a shot that's going to be CG'd. Yeah, like I guess so. it's not in the same like not in the same way. Like you don't yeah. have to worry about that. And it was well, also since nothing shot on film. Correct. It's less correct. You do that so you don't. Correct. Waste film. And also, right. And, uh, like, there's a lot of, 
<clears throat> they said essentially like it's why there's so many shots of so many things. Like it's it, it used to be about like how to film something artistically and now it's like how to film something from every angle so that if you have something that ends up being not good, you can just cut away to another spot. Like basically you film a scene from every angle so that if like the back mm -hmm. and forth between the main characters isn't working or like something fucks up with the film or there's a thing happens that you can't show on camera, you just cut away to something else, like a person reacting to the conversation and stuff like that. So it's like, it's all about how much footage you can get as opposed to how to get just enough, you know, because it used to be shot on film. It used, you right. used to have a limited amount of film that right. you could use. You couldn't just keep going and keep going mm -hmm. and keep going until, you know, until you got it right. You had to like, you had to make the film time code. You had to milk. You milk. You had to milk it. You had to make it work um, with what you had. Yeah. And this is why amazing shots happen in in films like Trust and in in films like this. Yeah. So many because people... they had to they had to shoot something. They had to get their point across, and they had to tell you a story. And they had such little time. So they had to set everything up. And it wasn't like, yeah. how's this movie going to do in China? And do rehearsals. Right. How's this movie going to do think, in the... I'm sure Marvel movies, people don't rehearse outside of... Yeah, fight scenes and shit. Yeah, yeah. training right. for the fight scenes. that I don't even know why you have to learn combat. Right. Like <laughs> I know, stage combat right. for because... I know. It's so but they then can... I saw a thing recently of... Uh, I think it was... Toby Maguire doing a scene for Yeah. One of the Spider Man movies he was mm -hmm. in. Yeah. And it was he was actually yeah. running and jumping around stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then again, that's twenty years ago now. Right. So But and you know, and it's not like poo pooing on the fact that like, you know, it's it's fine that you want to be able to show a movie in another country and to not get blocked oh, yeah. because of that. I get that, but like having to basically take the art out of like the whole point of f film is like a lot of it is like, it, there's no such thing as like art films anymore to the degree that they used to be made. Well, like I mean, this. it's like, I guess I always get hesitant about saying things like that well, that's myself fair. because I'm like, well, I didn't know about this movie in 1989 when it came out. You know, when it was oh, doing yeah. a festival circuit or whatever. Oh, for sure. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but here's the thing. I, that's why I'm saying I'm nostalgic for this time. Mm. Because there was such... I don't... I'm not saying I want to go back to this time to where, you know, you were lucky if anyone saw it kind of thing. Or right. like there was no way to advertise it without spending a ton of money. That's not necessarily what I mean. What I'm saying is I wish that it hadn't, didn't have to get completely obliterated by the yeah, digitization sure. of media. Right. Um, and I feel like there should be, I mean, I don't think that, especially, I mean, and I'm not saying that no art house films exist. I'm saying they don't exist in the way that this film did. Because yeah. they can't. Can't, yeah. Because that's, they're not even remotely made the same way. Oh, yeah. Hartley doesn't even make movies the same no. way anymore. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm, that's yeah. not, a, I'm saying. I mean, art houses aren't, Correct. I mean, yes. Sure, there exists theaters that show movies on film. Yes. 
that are old or what have you or art films, but like it's like if to have a contemporary equivalent, it should be different. Yeah, because correct. Did you see that there's like a the film, the like what is it seventy millimeter or seventy eighty millimeter? What what is the I think 70 and there's 35 and then 70. 70, is, okay. I think. Yeah, the double, yep. So the 70 millimeter fi- Oppenheimer film, like literally on film. Okay. I saw a clip and it. I was like, my mind was completely blown. I can't remember. Someone posted it like on Facebook. It is like huge, like three times the size of like a normal film. And it's done this is really where I was like, what the fuck? Platter system. The platter system is used. And I was like, that's literally, how? How can they do that? Like, only, the only reason I'm like, Which says out, the more destructive one, right? It is the more destructive one because you have to build the film. You have to have the film built. There's no way every that, yeah, every single time you project it and you have to break it down, which means that essentially you're cutting the movie. I mean, I guess because there is digitized versions of it. They're not. So as it's not as like, it, I don't know. But like the whole thing, this is where or I'm like confused. it's only a handful of yeah, theaters places are going to yeah. project a 70 millimeter. I guess. But this is where, this is where it confuses me. Not be, and it, but it's specifically shown on the platter system because it, I don't know. So that it does, so that. Okay. From my understanding, one of the reasons why the theater that I worked at digitized is because they were getting rid of the platter system oh. so that you you weren't able to show films on the platter system anymore. And People they were, would, distributors wouldn't let you correct, have the film if correct. you were using if platter you were because if you were using the platter. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, "How what?" I was so confused. I mean, I understand that the 70 millimeter is a different format than 35 and you're not going to be showing something like from 30 years ago. So like it's, there's not the need to like, um, preserve it in the same way, but I'm still, I was still like, what? I, it it blew, it fucking blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind that it might just be that that's like the only thing like it might be a numbers game that that's only that's all that's around. Yeah. Enough like to play 70 millimeter. Yeah. Well, here's the no because the and Virginia also because of its size. The Virginia plays 70 millimeter. But on real to real. But they have real to real. Yes, because they were they because they were under the same inline? guidelines that our theater was under. Uh-huh. And so they used the real to real. And they sh- still showed films because they had the money to, you know, because it's a. Uh... Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, that's wild. Right. I'm like, what? But they do. They show 70. So it's not like a thing where like all 70 millimeter films are shown this way. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't, so, I didn't even. I didn't mean to imply that. I yeah. just meant like. Specifically of existing <laughs> 70 millimeter projectors in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they're. Because I assume that was a more cheap, a cheaper system. A platter system? Yeah. Yes. I mean, to purchase and overhead-wise. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's more... Because why else would you use it? Because you need two projectors. Yeah. For the reel-to-reel. So that's why it... and it, it, Oh, but platter you don't because you... Yeah, you literally, you build it and you just project it right. and it is a continuous stream. Right. But reel to reel, basically, you put the film into one projector and you start it, and that's why it has the little beep, 
beep that you see yeah, in the yeah, corner. Yeah. The little would, white circles. It's, up yeah, there. it's letting you know that now's the it's, time yeah. that you flip over to yeah. the next one so that you would you would go back and forth. And then when right. you would like you would build a f- this one. A feature length film is multiple reels Correct. long. Even even when even on the platter system. Like the platter system oh, really? that's yes, because you you get it broken down and that's what destroys the film after time because you have to build it. Oh, sure, and sure. And then you yeah, have yeah. to break it down um, when again, you get it. Again, to put yes. it back, to return so, it. So, and then, yeah. so that's basically what makes it destructive because right. sometimes the tape. You're literally just like you're taping, taping the film it to, together. Right. And, and. That's destructive Exposing to the film. it to heat because the, the well. light from the film. And so you're basically like melting the, tape yeah, onto. The, and yeah, right. so it gets to a point sure. where it has to get like cut and not everybody is careful not everybody has sure. you know so it's yeah it's a whole thing and so yeah that was like fucking blew my mind huh. yeah chris nolan i know i was like what the fuck i was like completely like i i i was gonna i like i remember someone posted it and i was gonna like write this whole comment and i'm like do I really need to go full yeah, right. <laughs> projectionist? <laughs> I can't remember what I was watching, but someone was like, clearly, and I don't know what they were basing this on, but I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like the reason, <laughs> their argument was that Chris Nolan really wanted to take over the James Bond franchise. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why like he went so hard on Batman and stuff. No, that was... Randall. Was it Randall? Said, said that. Oh, okay. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it sounded like he said, shut up. Sorry, Randall. That I remember. It's okay. One time he told me a joke uh, that he made that I told him. I'm just saying. So that he, it's not, it's not, it's something personal. It's literally. Well, I, it's a personal attack on moi. <laughs> uh, I I know the answer to this, but I would like yes, I, would I would like you it. to expand on why. Why I'd recommend? Yeah, like specifically why this movie you would recommend? Because obviously we're probably going to recommend all the Hal Hartleys because yeah, there's something. But probably. specifically, what about this one? Well, I'll say if you lo- if you if you've seen Trust and you like it, yes, you'll you'll probably it's high. It's okay. It's a high likelihood that you'll enjoy this one because yeah. a lot of the same. Yes. Beats a lot of the same notes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the things that I love about Trust that are in this movie are a lot of the things we already mentioned. That how the dialogue functions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the scene where I mean I feel like this happens maybe multiple times in Trust, and it's a little more subtle. Of the two people are just saying what they're saying; and they're not talking to one another. Yeah. But he, the way he does it is very, feels very crafty in that it, you're very aware of what's going on, that mm-hmm. that's what he's doing, that that's what is happening, but it also doesn't feel forced. And I, yeah. I assume that's just, you know, he's acumen as a director and the uh, actors involved, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that like, and this is I, Adrian Shelley and Martin Donovan and even Edie Falco are yeah. like so good at doing this. Like, and you can imagine there are actors who could not. Correct. Right. 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 Deliver these things. Like, again, I don't really know. 
how to describe it, where the magic is, but it's somewhere in there that like, it's, it seems contradictory, right? Yeah. That the da- dialogue is, <laughs> there is no space. Yeah. There's no, the, there's nothing natural about the rhythms of the yeah. conversation. Right right, 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 right. Like, because people are almost talking over each other. Correct. Yeah. But they're, the, the text. Mm-hmm. Is reactionary. It's not, you right. know, so, and you yes. would not be able to formulate that Correct. sentence yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that short amount of time. Right. So that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a thing that you, I feel like, you know, like the golden era of Hollywood, you would see like those old Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. movies like mm. Adam's rib and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the dialogue is. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or there's a scene where a guy's literally talking on two telephones. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Shit like that, it has that kind of... Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Absolutely. What's she talking about? The end of the world. By the way, Vic, the washing machine is busted. Audrey, the world is not going to come to an end when there's so many people making so much money. What's this about the washing machine? It's busted. We just bought the damn thing. What's wrong with it? It just shoots water all over the place. Mom, you got any Valium? Hold it a minute. I want to talk about this Harvard thing. Dad, I'm going to be late for school. Bullshit. Vic. So there's no pretense of realism and yeah. or naturalism in that regard. Yeah. And I think that frees it up so that it, I think this is kind of what you were getting at as you like you aren't reliant then on you know what I think a lot of TV and f- film actors are taught is to show it on their face. Yeah. But you're not reliant on their you're not so much reliant on how the right actors are emoting. Yeah. Somehow. Again, this seems anything I can think to say about it just seems totally contradictory <laughs> to what the previous thing I yeah, said. You know, right, like right, right. why it works. It it I can't tell I, you. Yeah. Like there's something that's yeah, there it it really the specifically it, it just it feels like all every shot, every word, all of it is so intentional to the point that you know that you're watching a piece of art. Right. And, but and again, it it's not like pay attention to, you know, it. like there's films like that, that you feel that way. And it's like oppressive. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For <laughs> like sure. you're being punished. It's for it, so, like. <laughs> it's so impressive that it, it could feel like that. And it, you can laugh so fucking hard at so right. many of the things. That it are also going feels on. Uh, uh, it takes no effort to watch this movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like yes, and it doesn't feel like it takes itself super seriously at the same time. Yeah, and There's I think like, that's. And again, I don't know how to describe how that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I get that feeling? Right. Watching yeah. it. When at the same time. Yeah. It clearly does take. I mean, he takes the craft seriously. Obviously, yeah. The actors right. clearly are taking <laughs> very their job very seriously. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I think I my I would definitely recommend obviously, but I think I think something that I I think I agree with you that it's it's so similar in vain to trust, but it is a it is still somehow it's a very different movie at the same yeah. time. Like it's, yeah. their characters are different, they want different things, they end up with yeah. different things. Like it's a very different movie. But there's something there's so philosophical right, but, things that are grappled with. But the similarities I think is is where it really pulled me in. Like there's so much yeah. about Adrian Shelley, like in, in both this movie and trust, she's playing someone who's like 
just finishing school or just about yeah. to finish school, like high school. And, and is, is being seen as like a sexual person, but there's something that's so interesting about it because it's, it's, it's done in a way that gives the character autonomy, but doesn't yeah. fetishize the usefulness yeah, right. of her. And it shows the struggle of that, like being on the cusp of adulthood and that sort of like you go from you're a kid to you're an adult just because you have a birthday. You know right, what I mean? Right. And like that sort of like difficult struggle. Arbitrary. Yeah. Like a number, a number shift makes you have to view the world so differently. So he's able to create this like multidimensional female character that is not like virginal in any way. Right. And isn't like naive and, but also there are aspects, right. There are aspects of it where it's like, she's still learning about the world. Like she's, you still see her as like being, youthful and like having you know a, a, a misunderstanding but yeah what the connection like her character and trust and her character in this and also um you know martin donovan's character and, mm-hmm. and robert john burke's character mm-hmm. in this the similarities is like her there she's never demonized for the things that she doesn't yeah. know she's never punished for being sexual she's never like she's not, like the dad even when like her Emmett or whatever yeah. is like, we've been having sex since we were 15. The dad beats her up. And then he doesn't go home and say like, like, how dare you? We well, said the dad beats her up. What? Just now. No, he beats Emmett up. Yeah. Oh, I, I said her up. I, I, That's what I heard. Okay. He beats Emmett up for saying that. Right. You know, and in trust, like she's, she, her dad has a heart attack. <laughs> And and it's like it's your fault, but I think there's the similarities. I had a feeling you two would hit it off. <laughs> there's there's like a similarity in that in trust, she's always taking responsibility for everyone else's. Like at first, she's like, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And then everyone's like, You're the reason. You know, your dad's dead, and she ends up just by the end of it, she's taking on so much responsibility of everyone. Yeah. And like, and Martin Donovan. Well, and like Matthew Slaughter is almost the the opposite of that. Seem, sort of. Well, but he, yeah, right. Yeah. And he almost seems like once they start interacting, he almost seems more naive in a yeah. way. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like she's saying, like, like by the end of trust, like she, like when he like <laughs> sets off the grenade or whatever yeah. in the building, and she's like, "I'll say it was me." You know, mm. and then he's like, no, like, and he like, it's a, I feel like it's about taking responsibility for the things mm. you've done, but not both, not shirking your responsibility. I don't know. Maybe that's a dirty word. I don't know. Not dirty like, word? I, yeah, I don't know. Is shirking like one of those? Okay. I, um, to my knowledge, it's okay. not like a slur or something. Okay. Okay. But also not taking responsibility that doesn't belong to you. You know, not like being like, I'll yeah. be responsible for all of it. So like at the end of it, like they're both learning that like to take responsibility only for what is theirs to take. Yeah. And then, but a similar thing, a similar thing happens in this movie where like Robert John Burke is almost like the Adrian Shelley character where he has, right. he's been told, like he, 
has taken responsibility for killing someone. He's taken responsibility. Well, yeah. And like one of them, you know, he got, it was a drunk drive driving thing and he killed his girlfriend because he got drunk and they crashed their car. And then the the next one is that he wanted to apologize to the dad. And when he did, they got in a fight and then the father was like, quote unquote, pushed down a flight of stairs. And everyone's like, why did you do it? And he's like, I don't know. Like it just happened. And he talks about like, you know, I never thought I could kill someone and yet I did. And like it, it happened, you know, and all of these things. And, and you realize that like in the end, Pearl tells him, she's like, you didn't actually kill him. He got startled and he fell down the stairs, but you had been, you had been knocked out by then and you, you were completely like unmoving and there was no way that you could have done it. And I was there and I saw it and he'd already served his prison term. There was nothing like left and he just, you know, it's like he's and it, it doesn't, like, give you any sort of, like, resolution to that part. It's just, like, knowing that, like, he has taken responsibility for a thing that did not belong to him for however many years he was in prison. And sort of, like, his, like, refusal to let himself have freedom, refusal to let himself have peace because of it. Yeah. And it's sort of, like, he can now, like, sort of start living life. And so it's like, it's like there's so such interesting characters and the way that they, you know, for it being like just an indie movie and, you know, sort of like just, like you said, like it's essentially just a rom-com, <laughs> like it's a romantic comedy, like, and trust is kind of the same thing. Right. But there are so many underlying heavy, like very dramatic, very deep, very important themes in these movies that are both given levity and also taken seriously. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such an amazing thing. And I think that if, you know, if you're not a fan of Hal Hartley, well, well, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you, but I definitely recommend like, and I would recommend like, I wouldn't start with Henry fool. (laughs) I wouldn't start there. Um, but I would definitely recommend like watching these movies and like looking at them, not like, not like a rom-com. Don't expect a rom-com. But, like, look at every piece of, like, how they're shot and the angles and, like, the inflection of how people talk. And, like, all these... Infinite, I feel yeah. like they're infinitely rewatchable. The fact yeah. that yeah, I first discovered Trust mm-hmm. in the late 90s and here I am still talking about with yeah. the same, if not more, enthusiasm, and, like, you know? Trust is, like... One especially now, trust is like insanely relevant because it's literally a a movie about like the one of the central themes is like whether or not the main character is going to have an abortion mm-hmm. and why, like like yeah. her reason for having one, like right. and and the and everyone around her like giving her reasons either to keep it or not and ultimately her decision on what to do. And it's so like, it's absolutely fucking like, I was so like blown away by how like casually Mm -hmm. it's, it's talked about, but at the same time, how serious it's, it is to the, to the 
and it's so integral to the whole movie. Like the plot is that oh, yeah. she's pregnant. She's a high school student who gets pregnant. Right. And then it's like how she's completely treated differently and like it, how like she changes from like the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Like what, a di- like yeah, right. the absolute difference her character develops in just a few days. Like it's super, it's so like interesting. And yeah, like for that to have come out in like 1990, Mm -hmm. like holy fucking shit. Like that, that's crazy. Like, you know, and, and something like that, like that there could be such heavy themes, but the characters are still so relatable and so funny and so, enjoyable to watch interact with each other yeah that was another thing i just thought of well since we've been talking is they're clearly main characters you know what i mean and characters who you know there's clearly background characters who never get any dialogue but rarely almost any shot with multiple characters you know yeah all of them or you will know all of them and there's some there's some way in which none of the characters are more important than the others mm-hmm. even though one story or set of stories is being told yeah. they're putting foreground you know like robert john burke's right st- josh what's his last name yeah whatever yeah <laughs> it's it's sort of his journey right because we start on him mm-hmm. and it's discovering right. his past mm-hmm. and his interaction with audrey yeah um but you know, like, uh, Emmett is almost as much a character. Vic, the dad, is almost as much yeah. on screen. Yeah. You know, like. Also, something I forgot. The fucking, the com- the first conversation with, with she has with her parents when she's at the, the table and they're just talking yes. to her and their voices start to, like, Echo. reverb. And, like, yeah. there's just. They do that a couple times. And they start to get, like, super mechanical sounding. Or whatever, yeah. and thank you. And then she's like, "I got into, I got into school. Oh, got the Harvard thing. So funny, just how that's handled. It's so fucking funny <laughs> to me. Oh my god, so much of this. What's this about the washing machine? <laughs> no, I love that shit. God, it's so good. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite techniques that he does that I think comes from like Godard and like French New Wave directors taking. Again, I'm sorry. I I feel it bad every time I bring up Brecht. Okay. As long as you feel bad, we know that yeah, that's the most. Yeah, I feel thing. like I'm being annoying, or I don't know. I have some guilt around it. Anyway, you know there were some filmmakers. I'm sure there still are <laughs> taking Brecht's theories on uh-huh. theater. To try to apply them to film. Yeah. And I think that's where this comes from. I don't know. But uh, I love when the person you see on screen is being talked to. Or like all mm-hmm. the dialogue is happen- yeah. th- it, that is happening is by people not in frame. Yeah. 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 It happens in this. happens in trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. I and also, there's a difference I, I also between love the big titles like oh, like yeah. two maybe three months later. Yeah. But, Fucking oh my god. But I also like but, we, we watch <laughs> then um 
we watched that um the fucking edit the fucking what's his name that did the thing on the snowman or whatever that movie that's yes, so uh folding ideas yeah folding ideas somebody larson i forget his first name uh i think he he um was talking about like the scene where the he's in snowman yeah in the snowman or whatever where he where the character's talking to a kid and like the the shots of of each other talk like the shots of them talking are like not on the character or whatever that who's actually doing the talking okay which means that their dialogue was probably like edited or cut yeah and they can't show it um and it's like and how like disjointed it feels right and it's like there which is interesting because like when it's not intentional yeah it feels so disjointed but when it's intentional pulls you in more I think or can hmm. pull you in more because you're even though you're watching the character you feel like you're them because they're being talked to yeah right and talked at and even though you essentially should like it almost should make you feel like the person talking to them because you're seeing them being talked to so right it's like to, what your POV would be if you were yeah, talking to them but yeah, you, but, uh, it, yeah but it ends up and so like there's something so and this that's it's like what you what you said when you said you felt like trying to describe <laughs> how it makes you feel, feel like you're it's doing the opposite of what it's actually <laughs> right, doing right. and that's sort of how how his films feel it's like he's doing something that that ends up having the opposite effect of what it it feels like it should be having yeah and and it it ends up pulling you into the movie more like every time something's exaggerated every time something's like over the top it like it somehow manages to pull you in more instead of making you forget that like or make you remember like oh this is just a movie you're like oh my god like because i think <laughs> i think in some way it does ring true that like when you're the observer sometimes other people's behavior you're like i would never do that mm. i would never act like that so in a way it makes you honestly feel like you're actually watching two people interact because you're like oh this is absurd but that's sometimes how it feels to observe other people is that you're like, why the fuck would they say that? I would never say that, you know? Uh -huh. So there's, it. it's, yeah, it's just, his movies are so rich and there's so much that can be taken from them. And I definitely, I recommend, I haven't seen all of them. We're going to remedy some of that this <laughs> month, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. This is probably the most excited I've been for, uh, and that includes my birthday month. Damn. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you hear it? paid me a, almost a thousand dollars for my foot.